0: Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast, where we are rediscovering the ancient way. And where are we rediscovering the ancient way? We are in the new studio. It is done. Um, It has been about a two-month project because it's just been something that is done in the evenings and in some spare time, which has been kind of hard to come by. And I'm happy to say that this is our first recording here in the new studio um, it's a 7 by 7 room that we built here at the house, and uh, <laughs> I can't really believe it. It's, it's very surreal. It's very strange. It's something that we've talked about for a long time and considered for, you know, the last year or two, um, and yeah, here we are, and so it's very exciting, and it's very strange, um, and on top of that, I've not done a video in two months. The podcast, for those of you who do follow the podcast, it's been very quiet. We're going to talk about that here in just a little bit as to why. Um, But before I get into that, in in regards to the studio room here specifically, I just want to thank those of you who made that happen. Um, If you know anything about building materials right now, lumber, plywood, drywall, basically anything you need to build something, it is very, very expensive. You wouldn't believe what it cost to build this seven by seven room, um, and it didn't cost me a penny. And that humbles me greatly. So thank you to those of you who watch this program, who listen to the audio over at the Podbean location at pathdesign.com. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for those of you who who give us money with regularity. Thank you for those of you who gave. A huge amount of money to make this room happen. For those of you that months ago, last year in the fall, end of the summer, fall, gave us money for all this equipment, this has cost me very little at all, and I'm very grateful. I'm very humbled. So thank you to those of you who have done that. We're not much here in the sense of a ministry or or who we are or what we do even. It reaches very few people, but I still believe it's something of value, and I'm thankful for a handful of people who, who believe likewise. And so here we are, and, and, and it's very significant to me about today specifically because, um, as I just alluded to, we have not done recordings much lately. For, for over the last two months, i have done an audio broadcast here and there. But it's just been kind of quiet. It's been a very strange season for me. Um, it's just very different. We all go through seasons and cycles of life, of course. In in Messiah, believers, new creations, venturing through this life of sanctification, becoming into the likeness of the Son. We talk about that stuff all the time. The hupagromos reality. I'm praying that, I feel like, every day. The one-man example. The Yeshua, Messiah, God-man. He came to earth and dwelled among us. Why? To give us a perfect pattern of what a man, an individual, looks like who pleases the Father at every turn. Keeps his commands. And thereby, he says, if you love me, keep my commands. And he and the Father are one. And so... (laughs) We have been given a road, if you will, a journey a what? A path to Zion. And we're rediscovering the ancient way the best we know how. But over the last at least 60 days, maybe a little bit longer now, I just I've been in a very odd place. And I just want to talk about that for a minute in, in, in really this episode for for its it's in, in its entirety will just be kind of me talking about where I've been for anyone who might be interested and might be encouraged by my personal journey, because as we talk about all the time, the word of our testimony is very powerful. And the word of our testimony does not have to always be how we were so victorious and how we were overcomers and how we did everything because Christ indwells us and all these, you know, feel-good pep rally stories that, of course, myself and the rest of Christianity feels like we have to just live that way. We have to be the perfect personification of a God-man today, the best we know how. Well, and you know, we always back it up, well, I'm still a wretched sinner and all those things that that with regularity we dispel as true. (laughs) It's not our identity now. We're not looking for excuses. But equally so, I believe the word of our testimony is very complex. There's a lot of facets to it. And it's not just sharing with a brother, with a sister, with a podcast, or with an individual at a restaurant, just only the good things, the the victorious accomplishments of our life. And I think a lot of times if we're not careful, we find ourselves not wanting to share our struggles, perhaps our, our failings our our disappointments quite as openly because we feel like we might tarnish the name of Yeshua we might tarnish the name in the church of Jesus and we don't want to give him a bad name but I think within that proper holding of just transparency of the word of the full word of our testimony I believe there's something to that for us to be honest and open and then, and I want to do that today because the last couple months for me have been not roller coaster esque like much of my life previously, in the sense of like spiritual highs and spiritual lows and flesh man, spiritual man. It hasn't really been like that, but there has been a lot of uh, differentiating circumstances that has really caused me to be in just a unique place, a, un- a unique time of my life. Um,. And so I just want to talk about that for a few moments, and, and, and I'll start here, and I'll jump around a little bit, and I, these these things are, are intriguing, I find, um, as I share them with people, people that I know, people that I don't find this, some of these things we've been experiencing here in our home, and in, in our family, in our household, on our farm, and in my individual life, I believe is just a, a word of testimony. This is who... I am a little peek into someone's life, which is what all these things are, whether it's good or bad or, or, or natural or spiritual. That's really what our culture is today is like an opportunity to peer into one another should we be honest and fair and truly transparent with one another, which is a, is a, is a rarity. We always, as we talk about, we always want to show our best side and our best angle and our best version of us. I don't want to do that today. I just don't. Now, I'm not struggling in the sense of like sin and like I'm just wrestling with my flesh and, and that's why it takes some explaining, but yet there is still this laboring season I'm in. I've been in many seasons of my life over the last 15 plus years of really heavy presence of the Father, just the Holy Spirit just really speaking clear through every single thing and like studying comes easy, praying comes so easy and it's so long and and awesome and powerful. I've had many of those seasons, but this is not one of those. I'm having to press. I'm having to push. I'm just not feeling much and I'm a feeler. <laughs> I've been a feeler for 47 years. And so I'm trying to figure out, all right, father I trust you but like what are you doing what are you rearranging in me been dealing with a physical infirmity of a minor sort that's affecting my my walking my my functioning I'm not really slowing down but by the end of the day I have to So there's just been some interesting things in my life but um, I guess it's been two or three weeks ago now we had a chance to go out of state we were invited to go to a graduation party for a friend. Um, a friend's son, and I had the opportunity to pray over him in in the in the gathering and and anoint him and and just kind of, <laughs> I guess in in faith, just to commission him unto the Father. Whether I don't know where he is and where he is not, that's kind of irrelevant. But in faith, as a as a godly man, the best I know how to be, like Father, I. I I want, this, I want this boy <laughs> to know you above all else, to find you, to find your ways, your path for him. And, and in that, leading up to that and during that time, I did a lot of reflection. I realized as I was just trying to gather some thoughts to share with him and encourage him about wherever he is in his journey, I realized I, that I graduated from high school 30 years ago. And, you know, we all have these markers, these milestones in our life where we just stop and we're like, wow, was that really that long ago? And then we move on. But for some reason, this was like, oh, my gosh, Is like literally, is that true? Was, have I really been out of high school for 30 years? No way. Yes, it's true. And so I was just really reflecting on where I've been where I've come from, who I used to be, who I am now, who in any increment that I understand presently, who I'm becoming, all that the Father has brought to me, all that He's given me, all that He has bestowed to me as a good Father, in just a lot of introspection about who I am. In and, and somewhere in the midst of this, this is not a timeline, but somewhere in the midst of this, I'm hitting some high points over the last couple months. Um, in our household, you know if you follow the program that, that we do feasts and Sabbath. And so we were we were cleaning our house, my wife and I, cleaning the house um in preparation for Passover, like a deep cleaning, a legit cleaning. And we were having fun. I've not been very lighthearted lately. I've been very sober. A lot very quiet, surprisingly. <laughs> Freaks my wife out a little bit when I'm quiet for very long. And we were playing, for whatever reason, I was I was playing old music from the 80s, like Christian music that, although I listened to a lot of secular stuff back then, I still always had my Christian tapes. I was raised in church, Sunday school, VBS, all those things. My mom took us to church. But I found myself listening to a, a Michael W. Smith record from, like, I don't know, maybe 85, 86. I don't don't even remember. I don't know. Maybe it was later than that. Whatever the case, we're just being silly, my wife and I. I'm singing all these songs. I'm like, oh, man, I remember this part. And, And just the way I am, I'm very nostalgic. My memory of my childhood, my youth is like literally a recording in my mind. Very clear going all the way back to when I was probably seven. Very clear. I mean, details to no end. And I was just playing this music, and this song begins, that goes from this really upbeat, like, you know, poppy song, you know, 80s pop music. We're laughing, we're, I'm singing, you know, she's in the other room. She didn't know this one specifically, but I do, so I'm singing it real loud. Just being fun. Enjoying our time. And all of a sudden, this next song comes on, and I just began to weep. And it just so caught me off guard. Like, I don't know how you experience Holy Spirit in your life. I hope that you do. This is not about emotion and fluff and, like, getting worked up into a frenzy now. This is about, like, the heart of God stirring in our heart of flesh and, like, Heart of flesh in the sense of a human being body. My my heart now has been exchanged like Ezekiel talks about. I've been given a heart of flesh that can heal here and feel my father. But in that moment, man, I was just broken. And I started to weep. I mean, like, I couldn't stop. My wife comes through. She thinks I'm being funny. It was, it was Looking back, it was a funny moment. She thinks I was just being silly. So she kind of chuckles as she goes by I me, and then she comes back in. She's like, "Oh my gosh, you're serious! I'm like you're not playing around." I'm like, no, I don't know, I don't know what's going on, and I just became overwhelmed. Specifically, the lyrics of this song talking about this this city where this man who sang the song dwelled. He lived there. It's full of sin and depravity, sadness, depression, all this stuff but just miserable on the inside. And he talks about how the, how, how the Savior comes to the town. And he, and he delivers him and re, re, remembers him and removes him from there and gives him life and purpose and substance and joy and abundance. And as that song played, I just remembered, like, I remember listening to that song and wondering if that would ever be true for me. I made a decision in, like, 1985. I made a decision. I was scared of hell. I've talked about that a little bit on the podcast over the last couple of years. But I had never had the heart exchange reality. I'd never had a regeneration experience back then. It's part of my journey, yes. Baptized, all that stuff. It was a part. But I remember as that song played, and every lyric, I knew every single word... I was remembering, like, I remember how I wondered if that would ever be true for me. And so to get to this point and culminate it and move on, I was just overwhelmed at the goodness of my Father and how He did what that song talked about. He came into where I was and He removed me and He gave me life and He gave me substance and purpose and joy. He redeemed me. In an unredeemable land, <laughs> he was—he removed me from it. And so I wanted to share that because, like that, that could be multi parts in itself. If I shared in much much more detail about that day, about that moment that went on for a while, about just the the love of the Father bringing to my mind the awesome work He's done in my life, that I do not deserve to be here. I say, that, I say that I'd like to say every day when I walk this property here where we live. I do not deserve anything here. My wife, my son, this farm, my business, anything. I don't deserve it all. Even my business. It's been 25 years since I started my business. 25 years. A gift from God. Of course I've done things to earn it, to have it, but it's not my doing. Friends, nothing that is good in your life is because you earned it good enough. And equally so, there are things to do. We have to have this stuff in right tension. Also in the last two months, and and if you follow us on Facebook, and if you know us personally, of course, you, you saw me post this. Um here here, if you've not watched before, we have ten acres here, and, and some cattle and chickens and all that stuff. And we had a cow that, in, in great summary, had a stillborn calf, and it just really it really got to me. We hadn't experienced that before. We're new to all this, homesteading stuff. and it was just so difficult. Now, I won't go into all the details. If you want more information about that, I'll send you what an article I wrote about it. Um, but it just so it bothered me, I guess, is the best word I can come up with. It just really emotionally got me, that that experience. And then two weeks, three weeks later, we had another cow. She was about to give birth as well. Going down the same journey, same path, struggling, laboring to labor, <laughs> could not get this calf out without getting any agricultural details. I, me and a neighbor had to pull this calf out. I was, con, I was convinced it would be dead. My, what my son now, he's been clear to say, I didn't think so. I was praying, Dad. Whoa, okay, son, teaching your daddy something. and the calf was born alive, miraculously. She should not have lived. And we named her Gali Yah, for Yah redeems. Because of what we had experienced three weeks previous. He redeems. We have moments, and we have moments. And I talked a lot about that in this article that I wrote. And that was really weighty on our farm. A lot of teaching opportunities, for not just for my son, but for all of us. And for anyone else I've talked to about it. A real real life experience explaining these principles of our life. There are things outside of our control. And there are things we can pray and see this happen. And then there are things we can pray the exact same thing and this happens. and, And it's in the hands of the Father and not us. Yet we pray just the same. Also, in this last two months, I had a 21-year anniversary. (sighs) Don't deserve my wife. Couldn't live without her. The most hidden secret that most people will never get to experience is my wife. She won't demand much from anyone. People have to be drawn to her to know her and give themselves to it and very few do i'm thankful for her she's a blessing to me the things that she does shows me yeshua she is she is yeshua in a wife form serving us and loving us always above above herself every single time above herself and so that has humbled me because i don't deserve her because the father redeemed my life and gave me a wife that I never deserved. I should not have her as my wife. And again, I'm setting a precedence here. Isn't this just kind of, isn't this just who we are? Whether we've had good times, bad times, rough life, easy life, the father redeems. Now there there are plenty of Bible studies that I've done. Man, I shared on uh Altar's, a biblical understanding of altars like 2 months ago um with a group that I I need to get on here that I I really need to share. But I just want to be honest and like with with any one of you who watch this and and keep up with this program in any way and have been wondering like what's going on? Where are you? <laughs> I don't want to use big, flashy words, and we could make this all dramatic and, you know, uh, you know, all these big words to make this, to draw you into what I've been going through. But I just want to say, I don't know. The Father's doing a work in me. He's reordering some things. I don't think the same way that I did last year. I don't feel the same. But I know my life should be nothing like it is. I deserve nothing good based upon the decisions that I've made. The Father has redeemed me. Has he redeemed you, friend? Has he redeemed your mistakes? Has he redeemed your life from the pit, from sin, from self? Were you formerly not a people? You were just an individual wallowing in your own self and pride and natural man nastiness. Now you've been made alive in the Messiah? I pray that you have. You know, let me just say this, and, and we'll make this episode done. Um, what I do for work, I get in and out of um, cars all day long. And most of these cars are newer cars, and they have satellite radio on. And so I'm... I'm... Um, I'm <laughs> I can't choose what I get into the car and hear when I get in and turn a car on it. Whatever it's set to is obviously what I'm going to hear for at least a few moments before I, I have a habit. If I get in the car, I start it and I turn it off. I just turn the radio off. Uh, music's very big to me. It's very influential to me. It, it it sparks a lot of memories for me. From It's always been a big role in my life, music has. I was a huge you know, hair metal guy. <laughs> um and I got into the car, a car for work, I don't know, maybe four or five days ago. And Sirius XM radio was on, and it was to an 80s channel, presumably. And there was a song that came on, and man, it was one of my favorite bands. Just for fun's sake. It's a band called Queensryche. Oh, man, I used to love them so much. Most of you would probably be like, what? Who is that? Man, I used to love them. Deep, deep, deep thoughts, deep lyrics, like, and just a cool sound. (laughs) I've not listened to any of that stuff for good grief forever. A long, long, long time, but I still know every word. Every word, every bass line. I know where the vocals are going. I know it all. And I just got to thinking because he has a very distinctive voice, the lead singer for that band. I don't even think they're together. He probably tours by himself. Whatever the case, I got to thinking about this spiritual principle and try to stay with me now, it's maybe too much for you to track with, but maybe not. Think about your favorite band, especially if you're around my age, you've got bands from decades back that like very distinct, distinct sound, distinct, um, I don't know, something that stands out to you is like, yeah, that band. Now, now what is it about a band for the most part that stands out the most? It's the vocals, the vocalist. Now, now, this band that I'm talking about right now specifically, he has a very distinguishable voice. I mean, like, when he sings, Jeff Tate, know it. Know who it is. Hands down, done deal. Now, there are guys who have sounded like him over the years, but very distinctive. And I just got to thinking about a spiritual principle, about how, a voice makes a band. We've seen that over the years for, for eons. A band disbands. Well, if they get a new lead singer, I don't really want to go to the show. Let's be honest, right? Like, uh, eh, the music's the same, but who's that guy? <laughs> right? If you're a music guy, you'll you'll relate to this. But, like, who's he? That's not so-and-so. That's not even the real lead singer. Bah. But... If that same lead singer from the original band forms a new band playing the same music they used to play, I bet you'll go. I bet you'll listen. Now, why in the world am I talking about that? Because I felt like in my spiritual man thinking, in that natural man listening, I got thinking about the importance of a voice. And I'm covering a lot of bases here, I know, but you know what? We've been off the air for a while. The importance of one voice, your voice, my voice, is distinctive. There's nobody else with a voice like us. No one. Now, just naturally speaking and spiritually speaking, I believe both. Functions, ministries, giftings, abilities given to us by the Father are distinctive. And if we don't do it, if we don't speak if our metaphorically meaning our lives, if our lives don't speak, something will be missing from the greater overreaching work of the Creator on the earth. It will be lacking because of what? We have been given a voice to speak. Even this here, this room right here, this is not about becoming something. This will, I say that all the time. This will never become something, but the Father's given me a testimony and a voice. Friend, he's given you a voice. You may not have found it yet, or perhaps you have found it, and you're not using it to the fullest extent, or perhaps you're beginning to walk in a more full level of that, of a purpose, of a function, of a voice that speaks the word of our testimony. And I'm just going to say this, too, because I read this this morning, or last night, and I'm still not reading news and all that, but this came across my Facebook when I was posting something um, about the podcast today. Again, more music stuff. Um, Kevin Max, we're covering everything today, aren't we? (laughs) And now to CCM News. Kevin Max, you know, singer, I could never stand his voice if we're talking about voices. But, you know, he was goes back in the day to D.C. talk days. Which even them, they're not old, old to me. They're not like old school. Maybe the rap version was. <laughs> but there was this debacle online, apparently, about how he has, has said he's questioning his faith. Something along those lines. He's deconstructing his faith. He's questioning everything he's ever understood as true. He's questioning his belief system. He's asking questions. And, of course, what does the church do? They pounce on him, calling him out, another one leaving the faith, another one leaving the church, another guy embarrassing the Christian community. And in my head, this is all tied together. Because what I got to thinking about that is, number one, we will never know this man. We'll never know Kevin Max. We'll never have a conversation with him. We'll never be able to ask, and I'm using him as an example. And we're going to go here in future episodes if the Father desires to lead us that way in, in, in days to come. What if he's questioning everything he's ever believed, and that is actually an excellent thing to do? What if it will lead him to a place of identifying something in him that's been errant from birth, raised in the church, in the Christian music industry? What if he's saying, you know what, I'm not sure this is what it's all about. Is that okay? Is that okay? Now, I don't know, and you don't either, because we've not had breakfast with Kevin Max this morning over coffee, asking him, so brother, why don't you explain to me what exactly you're going through right now, this wrestling with your faith, because I saw on Facebook that you've left the faith, brother. So I feel so bad for you. Since we can't do that, what if we just calm down And say, maybe all of us need to get to that place where we're ready to deconstruct our faith and say, you know what, God, maybe I don't know you. Maybe I don't know you. Is that bad? Is that bad? Now, does it have to lead to destruction? Does it have to lead lead to doubt? Does it have to lead to abandoning faith? No. It didn't lead me there. It didn't lead me there. It led me to a greater understanding to embark into knowing the fullness of my Father. I've not attained it, and I never will. and You won't either. But all I'm saying is, in closing of today, what in the world are we going to title this one? <laughs> Let us not be so afraid to just sit back assess our lives, take major inventory of our lives, what we believe, what we study, what version of the Bible we read, where we attend services, who we listen to, what music we listen to, what we place our eyes upon. Well, it's not that bad. What entertains us? What, what is in us that's gluttony with just the food that we eat? Why can't we just sit back and be Examiners of self, as we're free in Messiah, as we're equally free in Him. Well, there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus, brother. He sounds like you're just in bondage. I am enslaved to my King. And I have been told that this life, this body, is no longer my own. And I believe that. So, therefore, a culmination for all this stuff. Yah has redeemed me. And guess what? He's going to continue. He's going to have to do that for the rest of my days. Because sometimes I hear his voice and I obey. Sometimes I don't even hear it. How about you? Can we be okay with that? Can we be okay with that? (laughs) As we mature, as we press into him, as we pray, as we deny ourselves, as we labor to be spiritual men and not mere natural men, we can do it. Some days will be easier than others. Thank you for your patience. For those of you who normally watch this program, thank you. Thank you. This is awesome. I'm in here in this soundproof studio room. What a blessing! It's incredible, right? <laughs> I hope things are well with you, not with your bank account, not with your job, but with your heart, with your heart. Seek him while he may be found today, friend. Give yourself to your family, unplug from all the junk of this world. May we be a people who walk as a redeemed people with the word of our testimony being living and active and ongoing, always developing in us, always being updated. <laughs> so thank you for watching. You can always find us online at pathdesign.com. My intent is to get back in the rhythm of this again. I've been out of rhythm, I'll be honest. My intent is to get back into rhythm of regular recordings. i got so many things I'm sitting on that I've been doing the last two months. So thank you for your patience. Again, thank you to those of you that have made this all of this stuff happen. Why? I don't know. I got no idea, but maybe the Father will show us. So thank you for watching, for listening if you're over at patdesign.com. Reach out to us at pathtozionpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, all those things. Thank you so much for watching. Amen.